So, the end of the year is bonus. <laughs> 12 months around the sun, so they say. Yay. How was it? Ah, oh, man. It was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> this year in particular was very, very awkward. Yeah. As in, it, it wasn't as awkward bad. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't say it was awkward good, but it was just awkward, you know. There was a lot of learning, a lot of experiencing of weird stuff. Yeah. Countering weird stuff. Mm. But also getting opportunities to work on different and interesting projects with different people and stuff, which I'm thankful to till this very day. Yeah. It's just when I look at everything in retrospective, you know, it just leaves you in awe, like, man, I really survived this thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really went through this thing. And the thought that next year could also be the same or even a steroids version yeah. kind of makes you go like, ah, life is interesting. Yeah. Life is very interesting, bro. Do you ever go around and like plan your years in advance? Like let's say um, 2023 is done. So you already have like plans for what you're going to do in 2023, you know, January, da, 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 da. Or when you start the year, is that when you start planning? Well, mostly I would say this. I wouldn't say I plan to the actual T, yeah. but I normally have like a vague kind of description or idea or yeah. plan on what I want to do. Mm. And this is normally based on what I planned on doing the previous year. Yeah. For example, uh, I'll say on a personal level, maybe this year I planned on making, I don't know about so uh, let's say three episodes of Katoto Chan, the animation. Yeah. So far, I think I've made two. Yeah. So going into next year, I'm going to make sure I finish the third one. Yeah. And in the process of finishing the third one, then I'll see maybe, maybe there's another interesting project I had in mind I can start working on. Yeah. Uh, that's mostly like my own, like personal, uh, when it comes to like personal stuff in terms of like what I want to accomplish. Mm. But also there's the other stuff where maybe you have like financial targets or you want to get into this industry yeah. learn more about it meet mm. certain people do mm. certain business activities and stuff like that yeah yeah that that kidogo takes a bit of some time to plan and figure out properly but for the most part stuff is normally vague mm-hmm. and then as the year proceeds or as time continues yeah that's when the vagueness starts to become a bit more detailed yeah. especially after you experience two things here and there and you get a clear picture of what you want yeah yeah so i would say in general i don't pinpoint plan but i kind of have vague ideas and descriptions of stuff that i want to do mm. kind of write them down so i don't forget yeah and then work my way from there yeah okay that is like a very dope way uh, because there's always this thing that you know you have to perform outperform but there is also like this joy planning when you just go through things yeah and experience them as they come yeah you know as compared to like going through everything with plans uh to the t you know that is like very ungoal like uh yeah. if other people ask but um i found it like i just need to know very basic stuff yeah. You know, uh, even when I started the podcast is that when my mind and heart is like set yeah. onto something, 
that is like when I can move accordingly. Like I don't need to have like, okay, I need to create, let's say 50 episodes. I just know that I need to create a minimum of like one episode per week. Mm. And maximum is like three. Yeah. So if three, if I reach three, I'm like, okay, I'm like up there. Yeah. But if it's like below uh, three, so that is like maybe two or one, I'm like, okay, that's like fine. In other instances, like if I'm very, very busy, yeah. I'm like, okay, um, this week I can't push an episode. Maybe I have like client work or whatever. But for the most part, because I'm doing it only for like 30 minutes, yeah, it helps and I'm doing it on my own. Mm. So most of the time it's like I have the ideas and I jot them down. So like it helps me to just like, you know, uh, plan for the other thing. So before like the year ended this year, I had like this crazy number. I said like, okay, I want to have like a thousand listens on yeah. my podcast by the time, uh, for the time like the year ends. Yeah. And luckily enough, I have a thousand listeners on <laughs> <laughs> on like as the year is progressing nice, to the end. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome. Yes. And I have 50 plus episodes. Mm. you know and um, to me that has been like a very like crazy climb because I wouldn't have thought that I've made like 50 episodes mm. plus in like in like in like um, just the nine months that I've I've been doing and of course I had like maybe two months that I was off off because mm. of equipment and everything I think two or three months but maybe two from May to July because I came back around August yeah, yeah. Like after that, you know, I had a very good like end of the year. Mm. And then when I looked at the numbers, I'm like, okay, okay, so we are a thousand. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because sometimes you can't really predict where the numbers are going to come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have a very nice episode. You thought, oh, people are going to listen to this. And it's mm. like, oh, no one is listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> so you, you imagine that maybe if people come for a certain episode, they are going to stay for other episodes. Oh, yeah. But uh, that listen- listenership data is still like on the low low. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, most of the time when you do a podcast, I think uh, you tend to know the behaviors of, pe- of people listening to you when you have like high numbers. Yeah. Because you'll see like patterns of where people are going to. But when you have like very few episodes, mm-hmm. it's very hard to pinpoint where exactly people are going and what people are listening to or what they like. Uh, from your podcast oh yeah so you might be pushing a certain kind of content but no one is liking it so yeah on the planning side it's, it works like that you know on my, at least on my side but I, I currently like have few things that I want to do mm. like I ha- I know like I need to do this I need to do that I need to have like maybe better marketing um, maybe incorporating graphics uh, incorporating maybe photos uh, incorporating videos so that is like reels yeah yeah those might drive a little bit more traffic to the podcast and then I'll see how that one works. Oh yeah. You know, because you know, I'm not that famous uh, <laughs> on the interwebs uh, and uh, I just posted like, okay, uh, I'm doing uh, the last um, episode episode of the year. Uh, if anyone has questions or whatever they could send, but mm. uh, for the past maybe like four, uh, no, I think six hours, mm. I haven't really got any response. So I'm like, okay, Maybe people, you know, like it's not like a wide number, again, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's something like that. Mm. So uh, hopefully, like it's reaching more people. 
towards the next year. That is like the thing that I know. But also creating um, things that people are going to want to, to listen to. Listen to. But what are those things now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, takes a bit of try and error, I guess. Like any Mushasiko, I guess the more you persist in it, the more you kind of get a more at least clear picture. Yeah. Solid definition. Yeah. And even the people listening, they can like relate to certain topics more because they'll find more episodes that deal with stuff they can relate to. Yeah. So yeah, they, it kind of has that organic, it kind of has that organic growth to it, which is always a plus. Yeah. There is that, yeah, yeah that uh, organic growth. Mm. And sometimes it's very hard to pinpoint. But, you know, I think the more you do it, the more you get results. Yeah. You know, yeah. and sometimes it might take even five years yeah. to cultivate because some of the biggest podcasts that I know have been like going year after year after year after year, you know, and it's different. Every time there is an incorporation of like a new technique, mm. you know, uh, people that have found like a technique that works, uh, they double down on that and people love it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah works and sometimes I think uh, I did uh, an interview this year and I was told maybe I might want to incorporate a lady in the team because yeah women apparently girl power uh, it works <laughs> when it comes to content <laughs> so I was also thinking about that you know like uh, but what are they going to do I'm told like you just have to incorporate someone um, from that and Maybe it might work. So there's like a lot of things that are like out there, uh, you know, that you can try um, and maybe they can work or don't work, but still it's a new thing. So there's a lot to try. And um, yeah, it, um, it makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But um, let's wait and see um, if that works eventually, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, Let's see like things that we we enjoyed this year, right? Mm, uh, you yeah. love anime, mm. you watch anime religiously. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what has been the shows Ambazo mezipenda kwenye anime this year? Because you're like, oh, these were like uh, best, best, best shows. Well, this will be weird, especially coming from me, an anime fan, but I watched some new anime this year. I think one called by X family yeah I haven't yet finished it I think it's still ongoing I'm not too sure yeah but it wasn't the standout anime for me this year I think the standout was this anime called Naruto okay it's been around from the early 2000s if I'm not mistaken yeah I'd watched a few episodes of it back then but I never finished the the whole anime Yeah. Even right now, I haven't finished, but I started rewatching it from scratch. Mm. Yeah, again this year, because the last time I watched Naruto was probably back in 2008, 2009. Oh, that's a Then, long time ago. Yeah, it's it's been like years, almost like 10 years. I haven't watched it, but I remembered it and everything. Had some vague memories about it. Yeah, and rewatching it again. This year, I think I started watching it the beginning of this month, December. Yeah. Every day I've been watching like an episode or two to catch up with them. Uh, to at least make sure probably by 
next year sometime uko katikati or some shit I'll, I'll probably be done and so far I've just been enjoying each and every episode yeah it's been a very very wild um experience considering kwamba this is something I've watched in the past yeah but it's more like you're watching it with a fresh set of new eyes I'd say or experience like you know you, you're watching something that you've watched before yeah but watching it with experience where you have seen other forms of media you've experienced different stuff in your life yeah. so you find in certain situations you can relate more to some of the storytelling like when they talk about the villain characters yeah. the main characters that kind of experience hits different you know because at the time when i watched it in 2008 at sales like okay that was in what form 3 yeah for me it was just like okay at the time <laughs> i remember like Naruto's cool but I want to see more action you know and the action yeah. scenes were dope mm. but now when I watch it like the story the the character development it hits different yeah. it just hits different man to the point where I'm like shit I think I need to reevaluate all the anime I've been watching you know yeah. it's almost like every anime that I've watched um prior to 2020 to 20 20 15 yeah. I have to rewatch again you know like um, because there's some animes that I used to watch way back in the day yeah. some I think were shown on TV there's this one called Samurai X yeah. I think I need to watch it again to experience it differently as an adult yeah I mean that is crazy cool how many episodes is Naruto now well Naruto has I think about 600 plus episodes wow. but then there's this um there's this version of it called Naruto Kai yeah. because Naruto has this thing called fillers. Mm. Now fillers in anime is when the anime production people are kind of um I'm saying they're kind of at the same level as the manga people because with the way anime works yeah Normally the the guy who does the manga would draw first and then publish the manga yeah. and then later on the animation people would adapt the story as it is in the manga just adding a few things here and there yeah like um, animation and motion and what not yeah now sometimes it gets to a point where the guys who are publishing the manga are kind of like far behind and the animators have kind of Uh, caught up to like the source material yeah and they need to move forward mm. but the problem is they don't have any source material to reference to move forward okay so what they do they end up creating this like filler yeah. where they come up with their own original stories on the fly okay now most of the time these filler stories are more like um episodes that don't have any consequences to the main storyline Okay. I would say for example, let's say Naruto is like a superhero, right? Yeah. And uh he's he's on his way to go fight Thanos. Yeah. But he has to pass through the jungle. Maybe there's a random jungle. He has to pass through the jungle so he can go fight Thanos. Yeah. Now, if it was to create a filler, yeah. You would make it come the time Naruto's in the jungle, mm. he encounters maybe a lion. Yeah. And then the lion tells him Komba like I know you're going to go fight Thanos but you have to help me save my son blah blah blah. Yeah. And the whole thing of Naruto going saving the lion's son and then after he saves the lion's son he meets with a giraffe and the giraffe tells him uh, I need you to go fetch water for my wife she's she's <laughs> thirsty. You know like that kind of thing. Yeah. So you find at the end of the day like if you remove that filler content yeah you you don't get a lot of those 600 plus episodes. 
All right. So what these people did, I think it was a fan. He created this thing called Naruto Kai, where he took all the main episodes, removed all the filler, okay. and like put them together into one file. Oh. So he even combined a few episodes to make each episode like an hour and 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. So the file itself contains like, I think, 80 episodes. Just 80? Just 80. But each episode is like an hour and a half long. Wow. Now, an hour and a half long is equivalent to probably three or four episodes, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So by doing the math, Pali, you kind of get this figure combo like everything has been compressed into probably like 400 or something episodes. Yeah. Like just concentrated main story. Yeah. And watching that is like, yo, <laughs> it's like a shot of coffee because it's, it's very intense, you know, like, and it's very like down to the story. There's no, there's no like sidelining or anything. So you find Komba when you watch it, you really actually enjoy yeah. the whole show. Uh, and that's that has been the standout anime for me this year, I guess. Um, I don't think there's any other that I've watched that have made me, you know. I, I still haven't watched Chainsaw Man. In Gaa, I've been praising it because I saw the trailer and it really looks good. But yeah. I want to first finish Naruto before I jump into Chainsaw Man. If it is here, and will you talk about your Tanjiro's sister or something? Oh. I think this year we got season two. Yes, of, season two uh, and the movie. And the movie. Oh, the movie came out last year. Ah, no, no. The movie came out, I think, in 2020. Okay. But it was available for for buying on Blu-ray. Okay. I think this year or some shit with yeah. the English subtitles. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But I remember it took a while for the movie to be accessible, like digital, for digital uh, use download, yeah, yeah. Kitu kama icho kama but back in the day, it came out a while ago. Yeah, well, you could only watch it in I think a few select cinemas. Yeah, and it was only in Japanese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think we got season two this year. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. Which I haven't really watched because I read the whole manga. Yeah, for Tanjiro, so I kind of know how the story ends and everything. Yeah. Now the thing I hate about reading manga is once you kind of know where the story is ending. Yeah. When you watch the anime, it's like redundant. Okay. You know, and that's kind of the curse of the anime manga fan. Yeah. Because you love the anime because of the animations, yeah. but you love the manga because of the story. Okay. So it's like once you know how the story plays out, you can mm. kind of get a vague idea of how the animations are going to be. Yeah. The animations mm. are always mind-blowing. Yes. But the fact that you already know how the story goes, it kind of, you know, like, yeah. But, but I think I love that animation because it was really short. Yeah. The anime was really good mm. and the story as well. Yeah. was so powerful and connecting. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. I get tired mm. <laughs> watching to uh, watching anime. Yeah. Uh, I started watching Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. Watch Jujutsu Kaisen, I think you need two, three, three episodes. Mm. And then after that, Kila Nikitaka kwenda another episode. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take it uh, off kwa leo. I'll yeah. pick it up tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow inakuwa tomorrow. Tomorrow inakuwa tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Now when I when I want to pick it up, I'm like, oh, I have to start at the beginning dinner. Because story <laughs> mm. I just go for the same three episodes. Mm. And then 
it, yeah. like it, it, it becomes very redundant. I've really like tried it, and I'm like, ah, maybe this is not like for me, for me, for me. But maybe I'm I'm just gonna give it maybe one last shot, mm. and I'll be like, oh, now I'm done, done, done. Because the stories are very nice. Yeah, the characters are designed very, very, very nicely. I remember I have um, uh, what was that? Um, what was that? Um, uh, the one with the monsters and all that, and the guys are flying and fighting. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yes, yeah. I had like everything uh, Collins gave me. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have a folder there yeah. written like Attack on Titan Collins <laughs> and I haven't like opened that folder I don't know maybe in a year or two just there I just like see there like Attack on Titan Collins and, and Collins had um, the Japanese one that was not uh, dubbed it was mm. just subbed so it was like the proper proper version mm. you know you just read the subtitles yeah. and you watch the thing so I have it like there like Attack on Titan Collins mm. but uh, it has been some time since I watched it and you know, <laughs> it just continues to live there and live there and live there and live there. Oh, yeah. But another thing, Charles, that I think um, that I've seen this year, uh, there was this very crazy uh, podcast that I was listening to. It was about um, the GTA game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were talking about the whole history with Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So this rapper, uh, he's UK, and then he was saying how crazy and uh, how much of a fanboy he was when it came to GTA. Mm. And then I remembered, you know, like the cheat codes, you know, Vice City yeah. and all that. <laughs> but like, it takes you back to like, you know, you're like the days, like when you are back when like, um, you know, see, I, I think it's before Vice City. And then he goes like in Vice City. So he breaks down. Um, like they had to like hack the servers due to release the game. Mm. Um, some hidden uh, codes, some versions in Guinea was called too dirty. They had like some weird, weird stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This chick, the other side, noises and whatever. So people were like going to the code, yeah. uh, writing it afresh so that they can play that particular scene. Oh, but yeah. they, those guys like hid it or whatever. And then now, my FBI is you are like GTA. I used to just like play GTA, like Chukwagari, Gonga, and then you know finish it because it was uh, around the time you just go to the internet cafe uh, instead of uh, using the internet, you just play the game. Oh yeah, oh, because yeah, it was yeah. like the PC based version. Yeah. So. Were you also a fan of GTA? Yeah, GTA was... I'm not the biggest fan of GTA, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I've played a few of the games. Mm. I like the open world concept that these GTA games have, yeah. where you you know you can mess around, steal cars, mm. run around, do crazy shit. That has always been fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, though most of the enthusiasts will tell you, Kamba, the fun of GTA is actually playing the game, like doing the missions and stuff. Yeah. But sometimes I'd get bored of the missions because sometimes you find they're too hard. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're dying all the time and you have to restart the mission or you fail to do it to plan. You have to start all over again. Yeah. 
so you find it was just fun like just going around and messing around and doing stuff and i heard these gta is it six it's still in the early development yeah there's even a leak that happened sometime this year yeah. and people are criticizing it because the leak showed very early gameplay but it didn't look very nice you know like a lot of things were not polished yeah so it caused a lot of some controversy in people thinking kwamba like how come these games uh how come gt the new gta looks like it's going to suck yeah but game developers had to step in and started telling people like the way games are made is not like what you think like uh, some aspects of the games like stuff like if the the polish like how the characters look and everything yeah come way 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 later yeah you know the first things that most developers want to do is just to nail the mechanics yeah to make sure that you can actually play the game without any issue and then like stuff like visuals come later mm so there was a lot of back and forth i saw on twitter many people made youtube videos and stuff like that yeah It was interesting but personally I wasn't too invested into everything cuz I'm not a huge GTA fan. Yeah. Uh, I just liked Tekken of Vice City for the time being. It was fun playing those games but yeah, any Kogura you play and then after some time like yeah. Have you yeah. played the new God of War? The new God of War I have not played. Um I think it's on PS5 and also on PS4 I guess. So I'm not too sure about the PS4 part but it was it was one of the I think it was one of the games that's to be called, uh added in into the PS5 launch title or some shit like that. I I don't know like these new exclusive PS5 games because mm. these I don't think there's a lot of PS5 games at Evo. Yeah. But God of War was announced to be like one of those uh, new PS5 games and stuff. Yeah. I saw the gameplay video, the story, everything, the graphics. Honestly, it's a very 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 nice looking game. Yeah. I kind of appreciate what the developers and the whole team have done with the God of War concept because even back in the day if you'd have told me Kwamba this is the direction that God of War is going. Yeah. I would never have guessed it. Mm. You know. Because the gameplay has totally changed. Like when you look at the early God of War games and this new one, mm. it's a very different experience. I hopefully wish I can play this game sometime. Uh, though I know I'll have to break my bank, sell my <laughs> kidneys <laughs> to afford <laughs> buying a PS5 at the time. But yeah. but man, it's it's a really really good looking game. It's very. But you good. know what? You know what you can get right? Yeah. You can just get yourself a girlfriend. Mm. Um, or a wife yeah. and then she can give to you like a PS5 on yeah. a, on a, like a, as a send off gift because that has become like a trendy thing um, and then uh, so you tell her like gift me this particular thing and uh, she gives you that but uh, the beauty of it is that uh, when she buys you stuff yeah. uh, she's just going to harass you with it I don't know if that is the case Uh, I'm not married. So, yeah. <laughs> She can indulge, you know, so you don't have to sell a kidney and deliver you know, for it. But, you know, um, a man has got to have some hobbies, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Badi Wanyamwe, I've seen like in in some of these like like sometimes scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. Unaona Badi Washkaji who are getting married in these funny send-off parties and whatnot. 
Like you know Most of them They would buy the chick Like Siji Sufuria Kanga And then the chick Would buy them Like a PS4 yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome yeah. Like in it It also comes into question comba like yeah sure she could buy you the ps4 but will you really have time to play with the ps4 i mean yeah now that you're living with her and stuff you know like priorities shift yeah you're probably going to be more focused in starting a family and yeah she might not like the fact that instead of you know like making family planning like you know calculating how much you're going to spend for the kids school fees yeah like you, you, instead of doing that shit if you're playing video games uh, so, so you want to say that uh, the gifts is always like for sure like it's not calculated Oh, well, you you know, <laughs> <laughs> well I'll say this I'll say this but but don't quote me on this <laughs> all I'll say is you know like it is what it is kind of like yeah, you know, situation. Like, it's, it's those situations where you know the chick has to look good and you have to look good co it's those kind of things where you make promises so that you know you have to be kind sour and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but but kweli kweli <laughs> happy wife happy life eh hey, you don't have sick ah shit so what has been the cringiest um mm. thing that you have or trend mm. that you've seen on social media and you're like ah man even this i know you're one of those people who likes these over the board memes yeah. <laughs> you know and uh and uh dark humor uh, yeah, right? yeah but what what was like oh man this is too this is darker than dark you know and i'm like wow <laughs> somebody actually thinks like that <laughs> well i'd say this honestly i've kind of there's been some very cringy things that have happened this year yeah. uh most i thank god i don't remember yeah <laughs> but i i know i experienced seeing some very cringy shit like extreme levels of cringe shit yeah. but honest to god i'm just surprised i've 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 like locked it out of my memory yeah. to be honest the the only cringe that comes to mind i think we even talked about this earlier today was that salt bay situation uh, in, the, in the world cup yeah i saw i was cringing when i saw those videos i was cringing you know <laughs> because kuna saa ilikuwa inaonyesha kwa video moja mshikaji alikuwa anamshika messi yani mkono wake like Yeah. and messi kind of had this look on his face like dude what the fuck you know like, yeah. like he was like he like, <laughs> and then one alikuwa mshika mkono there's even a picture where jama alimwambia messi angalia camera and messi made this face <laughs> like he was cringing yeah. and then kuna pictures ingine inaonyesha mana anangangania kushika ile kombe ingine he was biting one of the gold medals alikuwa ameka mdomoni and it was like dude like like i get it kwamba you're salt bay you're rich you're popular and all that shit but no yeah, but not like this yeah there's a place and time for this shit you yeah. know and that's the only cringe moment that comes to mind honestly and i kind of thank god for that again I know there's some cringe <laughs> shit man but, but for the life of me i can't remember i, I really I hope you really do because can't. there's always a joke that goes overboard 
there's this um a meme that you share as the it's like a guy that is like pink it's mm. like eh? okay. and blue like it's p- a pink guy yeah. and the blue background and mm. i think um he's always having like a, another person on the side but it's, it's like that series you know he'll say something like very like very weird stuff just like how memes are operating mm. this yeah. guy is like he's made of pink blue backgrounds most of the time like not like blue sky yeah. but you know like a pale blue and a pale pink kind of dude uh with eyes like like circles you know, like he's like a droplet of water you know something like that and he will be like cringing you you know that meme that has like the number one person up to the number 10 Yeah 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 yes, yeah. Yes yeah. now that like that similar style. Yeah, There's yeah. one of a guy uh like it's a guy and another person in that in that link. Mm, I say I, Yeah. I you remember it slowly. <laughs> I say I'll, I'll really have to recall a guy. You'll get it. You'll get it like slowly slowly. But that one has been like the thing and then there's this guy called Tun Hollery in Instagram. Mm. He draws uh he did that um noir um detective something like that detective uh noir thing black and white the oh, animation which was like short yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing that we, we saw. Yeah, I I always like like the jokes that uh, the dude does like oh they yeah. always like get to be like you know <laughs> he's always like funny. So his page was like among the things that I like but there are people that you know like share memes and you know you you just retain and ask yourself like okay what is this person actually really looking for when they're on the internet because there can't be so many jokes yeah. like this <laughs> I, I remember the pink guy <laughs> That is the guy now. Ah, that nigga is cringe. <laughs> cringe. Ah, shit. <laughs> ah, man. And then the guy has some really dark, twisted humor. He, his name, I for, I keep forgetting his name, but I, I know the Nani's. He has some really dark and twisted, like WTF type content, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ah, shit. Bro, I just remembered it like, oh yeah, I said I locked that in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, but at the same time it makes you go like ah. <laughs> but do you think like jokes are now like lame jokes because of like cancel culture and all that? Ah, bado kuna wale wanyamwezi ambao yani like they just you know, they don't confirm to these like cancel culture manenos. They just do their own stuff their own way whether you get offended you don't get offended that is up to you yeah i think i think jokes are still edgy the only difference i'd say is this like yeah. for mainstream mm-hmm. uh cancel culture is kind of like toned things down yeah so you don't get those dark humor stuff mm. but If you go through like you know you know those unpopular not very mainstream type content yeah it's some really messed up stuff cool like <laughs> like really really messed up like like yeah. I like there's some dude I think I follow on Twitter yeah oh man his, his humor is like yo 
and then you know because it's an artist so he draws like those like weird stuff like just like the pink guy yeah the same shit Benny it's it's very like yeah sometimes I have to take a break from social media after watching this stuff like it makes me laugh vibayam no yeah but it also uh makes me question my own sanity like why do I find this funny Okay. You know, like <laughs> that like, is strange. This, like this is really really messed up. Like why do you find this funny, yeah. you know? And yeah, go in a way it's like yeah, cancel culture for the popular guys, it it sucks to be them, especially if you're a popular guy who likes edgy jokes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's those things like get on with the pro- program, you know, like yeah. um, this is this is the times we live in now. Mm. Um He, there's also maswala branding because you know when cancel culture comes from you they they attack your wallet first thing and yeah making sure that you don't survive up a mjini and stuff like that but for the most part like the dudes were actually thriving you probably will never hear of them and, and, and i think that's the beauty of it yeah. because you know the internet is a very very huge and small place at the same time yeah i mean it's small in the sense kwamba we can it's small in the sense that we can literally learn anything about everything almost like 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 ikasfuri you know yeah. like um like just like to say if any breaking news happens in a place like america yeah. like ikasfuri will all be informed mm. but at the same time there are very very small channels and pockets where people do like the most weirdest stuff yeah. ever imagined and you'll never hear about them till the end of time yeah. you know and they'll keep living in their small little, little bubble and stuff you know and, and that's something that i really like about the internet is you can live in a very very weird kind of echo chamber kind of like isolated bubble reality and yeah. you can just continue living there till the end of time and that's really really interesting but when it comes to cancel culture overall i mean that it's it's kind of tough when it when it happens to a person you know yeah uh, especially i mean it affects both the person's audience and them themselves you know like say like if you were a fan of R. Kelly and then all of a sudden you hear all the stuff he has been doing yeah it makes you put a lot of things into question Yeah. including his music it makes you question like should I continue to support his music yeah. should I just listen to his old stuff before the controversy came out yeah. did he like spill any of the weird controversial stuff in his old music you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. the lyrics like people start questioning like what did certain lyrics mean in his old songs was he confessing was he bragging about doing the controversial stuff that he did yeah that puts a lot of things into question and it also kind of as a fan makes you go like that then who can i trust at the end of the day you know yeah 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 go it's kind of like even that kevin spacey situation i i think we had talked about this kipindi flani yeah where it's like this dude was a really awesome actor in house of cards lakini when you hear the type of stuff he did yeah you start to go like Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of a double-edged sword, yani kote kote. Yeah. I've even seen there were like these internet guys who were advocating to cancel people and then they themselves get canceled. You know, 
I'm, I'm not saying Komba Suji, oh, you should do this or that, but you kind of have to be very careful on what you post online, what you talk about. Yeah. You know, I know most people like the whole controversy thing because it brings a lot of attention, but it has a way of not going how you think it will go, Mushwasiko. Yeah. So it's kind of that thing of know your audience, understand your audience, uh, know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm. So have you ever like been worried that uh, no art that you're doing mm. you might be cancelled because of doing a certain kind of art? No, not really. I I don't gauge into anything controversial for the most part. Yeah. Now at the I I I don't really think so to be honest. Unless there's something that I honestly do not know kabisa kabisa like sina bari and then a person comes and says come but did you know that by drawing this and this character you were actually doing this and this yeah until that happens I will have no idea but I don't plan on getting into anything controversial like drawing certain characters in a certain way to make a political statement or message yeah Uh, it's never been my thing to be honest mm. I know there are people who do that and all the power to them but for me it's never been my thing so that, so that's something that you want to do like using your art be the voice of the people you know uh, I mean these I, I would like to use my art to be more of a creative inspiration okay nothing to go like oh CGCC we're going to do the none just yeah take what it is appreciate it if you do yay if you don't yay but i i'm not aiming to make anything of of that nature just not want to enjoy statements. art yeah i just want to enjoy art my guy you know like <laughs> like we, we're, we're on this earth for a very short time like it seems long but it's actually short you know yeah and we'll have like generations and generations who come after us so Every now and then it's just nice to know Komba you you did your part you did some art you enjoyed yeah. life and then the other generation comes they do their thing and yeah. the cycle continues. Yeah. Mm. No meddling with stuff. So this is like my idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Not um when a person an attacker could express through art. Mm. They need to be free. Mm. Right? Like they can because I think when art is silenced nothing else can speak you know like let's say for example um you know you make like political caricatures and stuff these things yeah all these political satirists or whatever you call them mm. so if those are silenced mm. it is never a good indication yeah, yeah, yeah you know that you know like where art is going blah 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 whatever so mm. i'm always like An artist should just feel responsible to create like content that is just going to be you know positive for um its citizens mm. uh, but also as you have pointed out knowing that what my art is for you know is it uh becoming the voice of the people or is it becoming you know an entertainment for the people and stuff like that so another thing that I saw this year that was had me like very interested in yeah mm. was that animation the red one that uh good luck had did a uh, voice over over oh you remember that um, yeah, i don't yeah. even remember the name again 
the the one of the two sisters yes the one of the two sisters mm-hmm. that surprised me so much oh yeah man i mean holy dude that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so surprising yeah. to actually first see that animation style mm. you know it is very red yeah very earthy mm. now come the character mm. i mean i haven't seen that style before and then come the language swahili <laughs> and i was like holy where are these guys taking this animation because <laughs> they'll be like are you guys lost like let's say for example if you had to do that project here hey. and execute it in swahili mm. to be like charles mm. no one is gonna watch this hey. but that tale is very dark oh yeah it's very dark I, I I really wasn't expecting the level of violence that it has. Yeah. But it doesn't use violence like, you know, like glorifying violence. No, no. no. It uses violence to kind of showcase just how real the situation is. Yeah. So it's like a matured content kind of animation. It's not like yeah. something for kids. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no Scooby-Doo, Tom and Jerry, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. This is a real, real stuff, you know, and especially the theme being, uh, because Good Luck said the guy was looking for a type of, like a biblic, that biblical story of Cain and Abel. Okay. Where, the, where one sibling becomes jealous of the other one's achievements or merits and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of saw that play in properly into the storytelling and considering it was written and made by some uh, uh, animator guy from America yeah some shit mm. then uh, good luck helped with some of the scripting and whatnot mm. voiceover yeah the whole concept was just wild and wild in that this is so cool it's out of this earth wild type yeah. of way yeah. you know yeah. Even thinking about it right now is like I feel there's a lot that can be said about it. Yani kuna ile unaweza ukaichambua from a more like um philosophical perspective. Yeah. Unaweza ukaichambua from an animator's perspective, unaweza ukaichambua from a an audience member perspective like what you saw what it made you think what it made you feel what what, what how you just interact yani how you kind of processed what was happening and the takeaway you got from it you know yeah the the whole thing was made very properly i mean i can't praise these guys enough for a well done job yeah it was just epic again yeah. yeah i i really loved it it was something that was beautiful Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm trying also to think about the movies that I love this year. Ah. Did you have any favorites? Mm, I really enjoyed watching the Batman movie with uh, Robert Pattinson. I think that was like yo <laughs> my my mind just went like yo <laughs> because having known who Batman is like watching cartoons, reading the comic books, playing the video games. Yeah. There's a certain aesthetic, there's a certain vibe you feel like what you what to expect when when a person mentions Batman. Like a, like there's something that comes to mind when a person mentions Batman. Yeah. And when I was watching this movie, 
when I saw like Batman, like my version or what I had in mind for Batman, yeah, it kind of went hand in hand with the way Robert Pattinson portrayed the character in the movie. Mm. Like it was just so. <laughs> I'd say this for me, it was like one of my best Batman movies ever. And I think it was unnecessarily long, though. For me, the pacing was perfect because I, I like a Batman story that's kind of long. Any in the sense, Kwamba, how do I say? The pacing is to kind of draw out that essence of mm-hmm. you know the crime, the superheroing, the. The questioning, uh, decision making, and and all this stuff, like it, it, it was like it was pulling it out slowly, you know. Like yeah. you're watching the movie, things are getting revealed, and then you just feel like, oh man, like yo, like I remember there are about three movies I watched in the cinema that just, it's like it just gripped my mind. Yeah. Uh, the first time I watched Blade Runner 2049 in the cinema, that was probably one of my best uh, cinema experiences ever. Yeah. Then I watched Dune at the yeah, cinema. Yeah, yeah. My mind almost exploded. Then I watched this Batman movie and I felt like this is Batman. You yeah. know, like This it, is the, the thing. It's, it's like, like this is the thing itself. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's any other movie that has really impressed me this year. Yeah. And also, I haven't watched a lot of movies this year, unlike uh, last year. Mm-hmm. The, some of the ones I've watched, I regret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but best movies, I still haven't watched Pinocchio, though I have a bad feeling I might watch it next year. Because uh, right now I'm prioritizing anime like on steroids. So by the time I'm done, it will probably be like next year. So I won't be able to watch the Gil, Gil, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, his version of the Pinocchio movie, which is really like, I wasn't looking forward to it, but I saw something like, I think there was a person who was telling me about the movie and the way he spoke about it. Yeah. It really piqued my interest. Like, let me give it a go. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, let me just see what it's all about. Yeah. Because it really, really looked like, yo, this this could be something different. I'm, I'm not a fan of these fairy tales and whatnot. Yeah. So when I heard Pinocchio, I was like, yeah. Yeah. But then his take on Pinocchio. Yeah. It kind of made me go, hey, let me, let me give it a shot. You know, like, yeah. L- yeah. let me see. Let me see Kwanzaa. Like, you know, in one, in one of the <laughs> interviews that he did, yeah. right, he said, all these Disney tales yeah. that we watch, Beauty yeah. and the Beast, whatever, mm-hmm. and we see them as these glorified stories. Yeah. They're actually stories about monsters. Mm. They are stories that we are supposed to make kids um, afraid mm. when you look at it. Mm. But so I think one of his approaches was trying to bring that, mm. you know, that monstrosity about these uh, characters. Yeah, and yeah, in this particular part, when when he was talking about Pinocchio, so I'm not going to spoil it for you, but <laughs> you know he said that you know like the back catalog of Disney is full of characters that are really scary. Mm. You know these old tales have something that is scary about them, yeah. and that is like something that he likes to work with monsters and all that. Something that he he loves, and I think you're going to love the um, Pinocchio story. No, not really the the anime the, the style that he used because he was using stop motion. Oh right, right, and that right, is right, like right. 
I don't know how much amount of work you're doing because of that. Yeah. He was making these real life models uh, to bring this film to life. It is crazy. Uh, amazing. Oh, another movie that uh, uh, that was beautiful, but I don't think you liked it. It was uh, Intergalactic. The one uh, with Kid Cudi and uh, Friends. Oh. And that lady, you know, like beautiful uh, colors, all that. You yeah. haven't watched that? I've, I've watched Intergalactic, but I haven't finished. There's, there's just something about these um, uh, romance in movies. It, it, it really draws me off. And it's not Kwamba <laughs> romance in movies is bad or anything. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way it was presented in Intergalactic, it, it made me feel like, uh, no, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know. Yeah. And the, the story of the guy being an artist and shit. I can yeah. relate to the yeah. art part, but when it comes to the whole love story thing, I'm I'm kind of cringing, like, ah, come on, man. Like, no. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, there's the, there's the thing that it doesn't work. Because me, I've, I've always been thinking about a drama movie, right? Uh, this is just a random idea. Maybe it's a movie idea. Maybe I'll work on it. Maybe I won't. But yeah. kind of like Intergalactic, where you focus on like a creative. He could be a writer, an artist, a singer, photographer, anything. Yeah. But to kind of focus more on him as him, you know, like the whole movie. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, Kamba and our relationships and whatnot, yeah. but just his state of mind being the entire focus of the movie. Yeah. No, because that's something I feel I could relate to more. Relationships are kind of hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. I mean, they work, they don't. Mm-hmm. But that const, but then being consistent on focusing on the on the character, like the main character, like his struggles, what he's really going through. Yeah. Why he does what he does. Yeah. It was kind of what I was hoping that I would find in Intergalactic. Like in Isasa, kind of, you know, it's the guy enjoying life, smoking weed, hanging out with friends. Yeah. Uh, finding love. Finding love. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go V for the most part. I'm like, this is all cool, man. It's all cool. Like any, I'll, I'll pass for now. Maybe in a few years, I'll yeah. watch it again mm-hmm. with a fresh set of eyes. Because that's also something I've realized. The more I experience different things in life, yeah. going back to watch certain like uh, movies, series, videos, whatever, yeah, it hits different. Yeah, you know, it really hits different. And I think Intergalactic might be one of them. I really like the animation style because it reminded me of uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yes, with Miles. Yeah, that funny like freeze frame yeah uh, 3d 3d 2d ish and then you know not freeze frame but the frame rate come in me punguzwa yeah like you know like i think standard standard movies go by 12 frames per second if i'm not sure 24 uh, it's 24 yeah. uh, these days it's 20 okay yeah. uh, maybe it's animation that's 12 frames per second if I you make that. it at 12 frames per second it's going to be very lagging, actually. It's not going to be soft. Uh, wait, no, 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 no. Because films like uh, Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. it's lower than 12. Is it lower than 12 or is it lower than 24? Because the thing about frame rates, now I don't know about animation, but when you're making a movie, the more fluid it becomes, the more frames you have to draw. You know, like, when you do an animation. Yes, yes. The thing is, when you're, when you're filming yeah. Zamani, yeah. the cameras, because the cameras has a kisasa, yeah. 
I think they were using like 12 frames. Now, the thing is, it's not Gomba with the type of quality that the movies were because we didn't have 1080 back in the day. Yeah. So if you're shooting like 12 frames with uh, 24 or 144p, mm-hmm. it kind of in Aindana, mm-hmm. in a but, way. But you're still going to miss something. Yeah, I mean... You know what you're like, going to miss? You're going to miss that um, fluidity of animation. Yes, this is why there was a lot of nani. Uh, there was a lot of uh, motion, motion nani smudges like spurs mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because it can't. We we couldn't catch those in between like yes. um, nani's. So you find there was those. Yeah. So even animations as a money, they had kind of that. Yeah. But then there was a time when technology shifted to 24 frames per second as the standard. Yeah. Nigeria. In God, there are some people who used to use less because it's it's Kwamba. They use less frame rates, mm-hmm. but it didn't make the thing lagging because it it almost just felt like the movie is longer in terms of its its tie its its um playtime. Mm-hmm. Like a movie becomes like one thirty minutes but it's running on 12 frames per second mm-hmm. and the way it's short it's it's not short like where they want to chop images everything yeah. is blended so it's more like if you were to freeze the frames even slower it would be like a still mm-hmm. you know but squeezy because we film at 24 and sometimes i think even at 60 for stuff like slow motion scenes yeah yeah, like, yeah cool at guys. 120 even to 120 yeah yeah, closer so you find in these are kind of miles, uh, like this animation that they did in in miles in uh, Nani, the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. It was about lower than twelve because animations, a lot of animations are actually made on twelve. When you do twelve frames per second, mm-hmm. how does that look like? The, now the twelve frames per second in Okwa EV, mm-hmm. it's that thing that I explained when your timeline. Yeah. The timeline is is what's this? Like Ile animation, mm-hmm. if you play like a 120 animation made in 12 frames per second, mm-hmm. it would probably be like Nususa. Mm-hmm. So in order to drive the animation if you get 120, because in order for something to be called a film, a film needs to probably exceed, I think it's there's a certain amount of minutes a film needs to ex- exceed in order for it to be called a film. In Gala Squeezy, we have these like short term, uh, we have these short film categories and stuff where movies under five minutes and stuff like that. Yeah. But Zamani standard film, I think it had to exceed 60 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. In order for it to be called a feature film. Yeah. So you find if these animators use like 12 frames per second in doing their animations, mm-hmm. it means Kwamba, the script and the story could be like 30 minutes long. Yeah. But it's 12 frames per second. So it means it would probably even exceed mm. when you play. Like in says, so if you watch the movie in 24 frames per second, yeah. so it will look like everything is in fast motion. Yeah. Because okay. policy, it means Kwamba there are less there are more frames playing in a short period of time yeah. so everything is like in fast motion but if you play it at 12 yeah bit of a nine dot to kaida that is that is just to simply say if you fail that mathematics you won't be able to get this particular concept <laughs> sorry <laughs> but not sorry uh, you have to like consult your mathematics and understand <laughs> what 12 24 60 uh 120 frames per second and 
those manipulations of time work. We have seen the the trailer of the Spider-Man into Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, across the coming uh, one. Across yeah, I think it's called Across the the sequel to into the Spider-Verse. Yes. How have you seen the trailer? Has it like given you that I need to go and watch this movie? Bardo. Any bardo. Like yeah, um yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt the same. I was like what what am I watching? What am I what am I looking at? Yeah. It was very vague and Spider-Man like. Yeah, any how do I say this? Like Mimi Binafsi, my everything to do with Spider-Man yeah. is on a very unrealistic level. Okay. So I'm probably the worst person <laughs> to, to ask. ask again because Mimi Nazani can dissect things which don't even matter, you know. Yeah. Like um one of my issues is with costume designs. Yeah. Like, you know, as a Spider-Man fan, like there are certain type of costume designs that I've always wanted in Spider-Man, like Lazma when I Yeah. And anything failure or short of that conquits like no, this is unacceptable. Yeah. You know, yeah. And do you think that they failed you in this one? But I I can't really say because I know a trailer like here there's there's still a few things there's uh, I've been following up in some of the rumors and behind the scenes yeah. I'm kind of excited because there are certain actors and characters who are going to be introduced into the movie later on Yeah so I'm part of this British black guy I think he's called uh Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's in the movie. He's playing right. a version of Spider-Man called Spider-Punk. Yeah. And Spider-Punk is like this heavy metal version of Spider-Man oh. who exists in this alternate reality where he's like a revolutionary freedom fighter, but he he's when I say it's to spark the flame of revolution using rock music. Wow. Yeah, called the guys very like metalhead rock at a costume. It's like yo, yeah, like So he's playing that character, and I think it's one of the first times that this character is making a film debut. Yeah, I don't even think has been featured in an animation before. Yeah, but so, the, the comic books, he's there. Yeah, comic books, video games, Yupo. Yeah. And he's yeah. a very, very cool character. Like, he's really, really cool. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this guy yeah. uh, because he's low-key been one of the versions of Spider-Man where I'm like, okay, I want to see more about you, you know, yeah. Uh, especially, and this is the thing I like about reading the comics is you get to experience a multitude and different versions of things that, normally wouldn't be possible to be put into the big screen. Yeah. Like a movie like this Spider-Verse is kind of like a Spider-Man's fan dream, you know, because I think back in 2018, yeah. this whole Spider-Verse thing came in a it was first started as a comic. Yeah. But then it started to blow up. The mm-hmm. comic book actually blew up. Yeah. And Sony wants to make their own version of like um, Avengers. Yeah. You know, Sony and Disney, they have this like beef thing going on where they are friends and they're not <laughs> friends at the same time. Yeah. So every company wants to make a multiverse kind of universal movie and all that shit. So yeah. So yeah, go Sony wanna come sana. I kind of don't like that fact that they're forcing. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm happy that at least we'll get something out of it, you know? Yeah. So this is why I say e-trailer, Bardo. Like, I have a feeling, a bad feeling that I kill. I'll only be able to to really express my thoughts about this movie until I watch it, like, two times. If, yeah. Okay, you know, uh, yeah. Because I know the first time in Tayangalia, I'll be like, meh. 
and then the second time sasa and I'll be like okay mm-hmm. okay okay let 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 me now put my 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 Spider-Man critique glasses on yeah when watching the movie mm. yeah go oh, but so far I'm a uh, e trailer haijani hype kabisa kabisa I'll still watch the movie though <laughs> <laughs> but trailer it's like uh no these niggas need to do better like yeah. come on like bad yeah, yeah. have I, you read many books this year Honestly, I don't think I have. This year I I didn't read any books. Um this year I was more focused on podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, listening to podcasts, IT podcasting, listening to podcasts and same uh, thing. Yeah, and money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and probably just music. Yeah. Music, uh listening to music. Mm. Uh because these these two things for me they go hand in hand in a very weird way i can't even explain it but podcasting and music go hand in hand for me yeah uh, yeah go uh, books kokweli they've taken a back seat kidogo yeah uh, because there's some stuff i i read a few books i think the time when i was reading books like crazy was probably in 2015 16 17 like after chuo yeah like yeah where you where life it's like i'm not direction i'm not belly i'm not numa yeah una panic sazote so you kind of <laughs> you kind of read books to get like a picture like where am i going where am i heading exactly yeah but the, i think the last book i ever read was a robert green's book laws of human nature mm-hmm. love that book yeah Uh, I like to consider myself a student of his philosophy to kind of understand what he's doing and then make my own philosophy later on in life. Yeah. And I heard he released another book I think this year I'm not sure. There has to be another book. Yeah, it's Man uh, writes books when he's uh when he has stress or something. That's yeah. like when he writes books. Yeah, yeah, I remember there's something he mentioned about that like yeah. his book writing process. It's very unorthodox. Yeah. That I know. Yeah. So I'm still looking forward to reading. I'm still looking forward to reading some of his books if he'll keep making any. Yeah. I think Labda Mwakani I'll get back into the spirit of reading books but mm-hmm. in the meantime yeah podcasting and music has been my thing I So see. what has been your go-to podcast so far that you listen to back to back? I don't want to sound controversial because <laughs> can you say that to Evie? <laughs> You've been listening to podcasts. Yes, I've been listening to podcasts and podcasts which people would consider controversial because Mimi, I normally like to see what the other guy has to say. Yeah. No. Not in that Kanye type of way where like Hitler was right. Uh, no, uh-huh. no, no. But I have my own kind of controversial things that I can't share. Yeah. But for the most part I've just been listening to music and podcast ni same to you. Yeah. Uh, music, oh. rock music, come mm-hmm. on mm. I've I've really like uh, discovered uh, progressive metal as we are talking about. Mm. Uh Animals as leaders. These mm. guys like are playing this weird um progressions of guitars. So it's just mostly it's melodic. Yeah, 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 yeah. No words, no nothing. Mm. But it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. They were calling it gent. I don't know what happened to that particular term because there was this playlist that was called We Got Gent. Mm. And then now they've just like uh, replaced that playlist with uh, another playlist called like Progressive Metal. 
So they are calling it between gent and progressive metal. And the thing is, it is very mathematical, you know, to how they hit uh, those um, those stuff. So one of the biggest bands or like favorites is like you know those like Animals as Leaders, Polyphia, um, Steve Vai. There's this guy called Steve Vai. He has like this weird guitar that has everything. You know, it has like two necks. It has a it has a harp on it. I mean, it has like everything. It's a very weird shaped guitar, and um, he really uh, he calls it. I think the Hydra, mm. and uh, the track that he has made is called the Teeth or the Teeth or the Tooth of the Hydra. Yeah, I think the Tooth of the Hydra, and man, that that composition, the whole of it, mm. is madness. <laughs> and the video, when you look at how he's playing it. Mm. Because he's he has like two decks and like it's it's a very complicated uh, build and design, so um, it is really really um, great and good. Uh, so another thing that I, I have read uh, several books this year. Yeah. Um, I have enjoyed uh, a lot of like Swahili literature. Mm. I've read like four. Is it four? Uh, no, three books. Yeah, three Swahili literature books. Mm. Um, but really like one stood out for me it's called Fanani uh, and that book is going to be released I mean it's going to be officially released tomorrow on the 31st oh. uh, by this Zanzibari lady Anitra Zainab Ali Baharun she really wrote a beautiful tale you know um, the language was proper mm. you know it's like overall a very beautiful you know, it's relaxing. It's It makes you just like, you know, sit down and enjoy uh, because reading is really more about the language that uh, the book was written in. So it's a beauty. I love that one. Uh, I love Paradise so much uh, by um, Abrazak Gurna. Uh, I also was looking at um, uh, the new book by the current uh, winner of the Booker Prize, Shehan Karunatikala. Uh, the book is called uh, The Chinaman, uh, The Tale of Pradeep Matthew. So the, 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 this story, mm. you know, uh, the writer first comes from uh, Sri Lanka. Mm. And uh, Sri Lanka is known by having some of the best cricketers in the world. Mm. And now in the book, he writes about this drunk um, writer. You know, he's like a news person. So he goes out drunk and he's trying to write this tale of this guy, uh, this player of cricket. So it's a very nice uh, tale about sport, uh, about a history of the country. And then uh, his other book now, that the one that won uh, the Booker Prize is called The Seven Moons of uh, Mali Almeida. It's also a very beautiful uh, book. I'm yet to read that one. But the, the tale of it is that the person dies and then they they come back. Ah. You know, so when they come back, they have to find uh, a murder or something. So they have to solve a certain case over there. But also it, it also is centered around um, uh, that uh, tale of, uh, you know, Sri Lanka, which is based there. And uh, by the time the guy was winning the Booker Prize, which is like one of the prestigious uh, awards when it comes to like the literature world, mm. it was like, you know, Sri Lanka was like on the brink of like collapsing because of like oil and all that. The gov- governance is like very, very bad. 
So one among the things that I really liked about um, the writer Shehan is that he says because he writes his books very slowly. Right? So he figured come he has to earn a living. Mm. So his brother Yenimchoraj. So his brother draws and he writes. So they write also uh, kids books. So in between they're like you know kids books actually sell. So in between well while, while, while we are trying to find the money to write another book or when another book is coming mm. what I end up doing is like I write children books. I know I have a market and then the, the, his approach now to say that like, there is a market for children books or something that I was like oh wow. So there is something like that. You know that you can be a writer of adult books and then you can also choose to write children book because you know um however these books are going to be sold you know and uh, that brings a lot of like discussions about you know your like policies uh, how uh, a country is run nanini like in there is a certain assurance that uh, when you write a nice uh, kids book it's going to be picked up so that is like the way they have been able to you know like to lead a life and even the story of how um, the publisher got the book uh, because nobody would really like publish his book mm. So they had to rework it they had to translate it because from Sri Lankan to English so it had to like be written like vizuri um they took it it's a very like small like publishing house mm. so they took it and then they published it they said well, you know like you have something here let's work through it so they started like working through it tweak the things here and there and then lo and behold the guy won and it's 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 a very interesting case to see Uh, because uh, not many you won't really find like many Tanzanian writers submitting to that kind of an award um, and I don't know why but maybe because we don't have uh, a lot of like writing people or you know uh, these are opportunities that we don't know but there are writers like let's say from Zimbabwe uh, who had like uh, works nominated uh, for the award um, I, 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 yeah some Nigerians be I think But it's a very prestigious award, you know, it is out there and writing. And I think like writing, just like any other form of art, right? It, you, can, you can really like read for entertainment and you can read for learning. Like trying to understand how a certain person perceives certain things. So it is an imprint of a society at a certain time. You know, when you tell a tale, It, I mean, like, it might be a fictional thing, mm. but somehow it reflects what the society is going through at that particular time. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. a way of, like, expressing yourself. A lot of things, like, come from there. It is like that saying of uh, life influences art, art influences life, and then it goes, like, that vicious cycle. So, yeah, and um, some few movies, actually, you know, uh, even though some of them I haven't been able to finish. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, but yes there is a movie there's a series actually called American Gigolo uh, American Gigolo yes it was actually a very nice it's a very short I think it's, it is just only eight episodes mm. um, it's a nice one I've watched it I think the cinematography of it was really really beautiful mm. uh, Westworld I mean it ended like you know how it ended which I think like it was like ah, a deep, I don't even remember how it ended. 
Um, <laughs> if you wait, sorry, brother, Nakukatisha, yeah. was Westworld cancelled? No, no, no. It's still ongoing. No, it is. It, it finished. Ah, like it was the finale. Yeah. Oh, okay, so so. Yeah, it was the finale, and then House of Dragons comes came this year, and you know, I don't know what was the fascination about it, but uh, I didn't really like rate it that highly. I think I'm already like past that um, age or that time to be excited about all these, uh, you know, ancient tales, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I thought like there was some very out of place stuff, you know, like the kids stuff, um, the marriages, how things just ended up turning very, very immediately, very, very quickly into something different. And then again, it was like, wow, um, it is what it is. But then again, it was like, ah, man, it's tiring uh, to watch. But, you know, you have to see what is happening there. And I think um, it tells like GOT. I'm like, mm. maybe I'm outgrowing them, you know, maybe one at a time. But a lot of stuff also has been centered around music and podcasting. Um, I think I've listened to a lot, a lot, a lot of music. And uh, I try to update myself. It has reached a point where it is like music is like medicine. <laughs> because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as I wake up in the morning, yeah. there's music. Uh, going by the day, there's music. Uh, by evening, there's music. So it is constant music, um, podcasting, trying to find like better ways to tell stories and, uh, you know, uh, books. Mostly like trying to understand plots and how to better tell stories. Because I think like all these mediums are are related and that is like they tell stories. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. So another thing that was very exciting, I know you are an artist mm. and uh, we saw the inception of art uh, and AI, you know? <laughs> like you could write stuff and then shoop, you have this character, you know, um, open AI, uh, all this weird stuff. So I know I asked this to some fellow artists. I asked it to Owen. I asked it to Leon. And Owen said, you know, like, no, 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 no. I'm against this thing. Mm. And he showed me like, there's a whole movement of artists saying, you know, we don't want anything to do with uh, AI generated art. So what do you think about all this thing? Like, did you expect, ever expect that you could enter a text and, and to, uh, art will yeah. come out on the other side? I mean, honestly speaking, to me, it feels like this whole thing was inevitable yeah. because there is nothing that's more like um, everlasting or that goes to infinity, like human curiosity. Yeah. Like there's just the way we humans operate that I think far exceeds even our own expectations. And that's when, like even the way we're living today, the technology we have, it's all a result of human curiosity. Yeah, yeah. You know, and with stuff like the arts, the art field, it was, it was eventually just a matter of time. Yeah. Before we got to this stage of the AI art. Yeah. Now, personally, from one of the things I can see from AI AI art is, yeah, this thing is not something that I welcome with open arms. Mm -hmm. I understand it's kind of here to stay in a way and a lot of artists are fighting against it. Yeah. I'm trying to see how I can maneuver 
through, whether mm-hmm. adapting to it or ignoring it. Yeah. So I'm kind of ambiguous when it comes to the whole AI art situation, but my stance overall is, yeah, this isn't a good thing because I know for a fact it's going to make a lot of people discredit the hard work that artists have been doing over the years. Yeah. I mean, personally, bro, I've, I've been drawing for like, what, <laughs> 20 plus years now. Yeah. And then some schmuck comes up with AI, just types in like, I don't know, some weird shit. And then an image pops out. Yeah. That will always make me feel some type of way, you know, but to make matters even worse Mm -hmm. is that this AI thing was created as a result of, you know, like um, the people who created the database, they used actual pictures of people drawn like, um, the AI art is a result of a certain type, like algamation of art styles. And there was even a guy who did a breakdown combat. The thing is so bad to the point that in some of the AI art, you're in a token signature artist. Wow. So this is why it's like, this thing is like, it's a big no, no, like no, no, no. I know some people think it's like, ah, but this is like when artists use references and blah. no, no, my guy, this is like <laughs> open Photoshop, yeah. take two artists work and then like just blend it together and go like, this is my art. You know, it's, it's kind of like, yo, yo, wait a minute. That's no, th- that's not how we do things here. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's very controversial. And, um, I think this was more like a cash grab or some shit because you know, like when you look at it, I I don't know what the hell has been going on, but (laughs) this year has been weird. Like crypto, NFT. Yes, exactly. All of it has gone down the drain, you know? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And and now we have AI art and people, and I'm sure like, if AI art came a bit sooner, yeah. it would have been like, holy shit, AI art mixed with crypto, mixed with NFTs. Like, yo. <laughs> you, you see, like it's, it's like crazy things after a crazy thing because now I was thinking, yeah. with the inception of um, AI generated art, mm. where is the place of NFTs? I mean, like, do we, where are they going to be? Because now you can really write uh, an art that will come out as a very unique piece. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how you're going to store it because even the concept of NFT itself hasn't really like settled yet. And it's already like being disrupted with all these like madness of cryptocurrencies and everything else, you know, like sell, uh, sell whatever this uh, NFT. Da, 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 da. It felt like, oh, all the NFT craze Mm. you know is like slightly going down but the thing that is beautiful about it is that the technology behind it can really like be used um still in different cases yeah you know like ownership of this ownership of that you know it was like the beginning of uh, something that was going to be beautiful but i think it's just going to take a little bit more time and understanding for people to actually really like um get on with it just like the how the concept of cryptocurrencies is going you know and people are actually making real money uh in places of cryptocurrencies you know whether it's uh the sam Bachman freed case or whether it is you know whatever it is we see like it, it it looks like oh it initially doesn't feel like scam but as time progresses you're like mm, whatever crypto is coming it, it, I mean, I just need to be very careful with this because 
parting with my money for crypto uh, unless you are doing it for research purposes i know people who are mining stuff mm. uh, for you know for the fun of it because they like the technology behind it or they are using it for other things but when you look at it it's like you know as you're saying it really like jumbled down very 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 quickly yeah any like how do i say a lot of scam artists have come out of the woodworks to you know take advantage of the situation yeah. but i think it's going to it's uh, it's going to take probably a few years or more yeah before things get ironed out and you know like probably properly put into place so that because these are decentralized systems of akina nfts and cryptos and whatnot yeah they kind of really do have a genuine thing behind them it's just that the execution probably and and also there's the fact that there's not a lot i personally know about this stuff you know so that's yeah, why yeah. i don't really <laughs> jump onto the background <laughs> of talking about it yeah but also i feel combat in due time Yeah. Uh, we will have some good people who come in and kind of what a sawzisha vitukia in a flani. Yeah. I either if it's by educating people or just being like legit businesses. Yeah. You know because right now if you hear forex, NFT, yeah. crypto, yeah. already it's like scam, 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 <laughs> scam. Over it, yeah. Yeah. It's it's written. Yeah, like any some of these guys could actually be genuine. Like any society, it's those things of like bad actors have caught bad reputation amongst the nannies, you know. Yeah, they've already like caused it. Uh, one rotten ape or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go save it. It's like everybody's very skeptical and afraid, and everybody's just pissed. Like I know artists are pissed. Yeah. to the point where it's like okay this this person might actually kill somebody if they mentioned like ai art in front of them you know for the most part I'll just say this i mean the way ar ai art could be used in the future versus how it's being used right now uh, maybe it'll take time i i don't really know i i just don't like the fact pamba with the the way things have been yeah the sleazy nature of it yeah that's that's that that's what kind of pisses me off mm-hmm. um so in a way i'm kind of against it yeah but then i'd like to see if there's any more like solid improvement down the line i'm kind of open-minded to the concept of ai art because mm-hmm. if done properly it could make an artist's work really like you know it could enhance an artist's work or some stuff like that yeah but then again this is like wishful thinking mm. and also i need more time <laughs> to, to like research and dive deep into this yeah. thing to understand because i know for a fact if i if i keep saying oh you know ai is not so bad yeah uh, casual I'll see people <laughs> with pitch folks like Wait, Charlie, what are you don't know how to say? See, you need to educate yourself. And, and, and. You know? <laughs> so for the time being, I'm like, yo, my guy. I mean, like, yeah, if 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 these AI niggas are stealing people's work, like, yo, that's that's, that's not, not cool. That's not it. You know, because some people are like, but, but how come also artists do so? Yeah. yeah, there are artists who steal other artists' work <laughs> and they get a lot of shit for it, you know? Yeah. And the bad thing about being an artist is, ukijulikana kwamba umeiba kazi ya mtu mara moja like yeah. your whole reputation's ruined because mm-hmm. every day they'll just go ah umekopi au umelegeza yeah. au yeah. umefanya hivi you yeah. know yeah. so that's also something that i kind of look at uh, for the time being i just like how technology is progressing in a way yeah. um 
I'm I'm skeptical, but I'm also optimistic at the same time. Yeah. I'm just hoping things don't turn to shit. Yeah. <laughs> and probably by the time everything is all settled, I'll probably be long gone dead. You know? <laughs> in a way, it's kind of win-win, lose-lose. Yeah, situation. Situation. Go ahead. It's like, let's see how it goes. But for the meantime, yeah. If people could just not be assholes, that would be cool, you know? <laughs> like, if, if these douchebag niggas who could come in, like, scamming people, like, yeah. if they could just stop being assholes, like, for five <laughs> minutes, things would be so awesome, Yanni. Right, yeah, Yanni. Because it's like short-term thinking, and then you end up causing a lot. Like, like the Sam, Sam, is this Sam, Sam man? By, by Sam, Sam Freed Backman. Yeah, yeah free, Freed guy. Yeah, I'll just call him Freed guy. Like <laughs> the, the shit that this dude did. <laughs> like holy shit, man! Like after, imagine being a person who invested in this crypto stuff, right? Yeah. And then the FTX is it. Mm. And then later on, you find Kwamba, this dude has been living in Hawaii, doing orgies and all these crazy <laughs> other stuff. And all your money is like, poof, gone. You gone know? Yeah. And of course, Serikali Palette's like, oh, we're going to work back to Trace. But Nini, but then again, it's a decentralized system. So there's not much Serikali can do. So yeah, you're just left in a, in a very tough spot between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, and it, it sucks. Money it, has already ch- like changed hands. Yeah, money has changed hands. long And there's literally nothing you can do other than just sit there and scream. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, it's it's this thing of bad practice. Like this guy has just like poisoned the well. So if there was a genuine person, yeah, Saivi, well, it's go. like, yeah, people tell him like, yeah, go F yourself, you know, like, mm. go. this is why I think for the most part, like, um, it, it just comes like to human ethics. Like, like, don't be an asshole. Yeah. So... One of the things I think that was like a very joking thing was that uh, Daniel Craig ad that he did with Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I've never cringed hard, I I think that was one of those cringe moments I forgot. <laughs> now I remember. And it's not Kamba, I cringed all because you nini. No, it's just, you know, after watching the. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder by Tagawa Titi I've I, I don't know I've kind of lost faith in the guy I mean <laughs> I like Thor yes but what he did in that movie I was like yo my guy like what what, what the hell like what's going on my dude <laughs> I mean everything is set the characters were up or fresh the actors were up or fresh most of them are like you you know like respectable names in the industry yeah and the movie is like what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then you see the Daniel Craig thing, and I'm starting to think this guy probably gets his rocks off when he causes like controversy, like you know, when people complain, like, "Oh, you guys," uh, I, I kind of don't like people who are like that. Like, you do controversial stuff, stuff. for the sake of controversy. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, there's not much we know of, or maybe there's not much I know of personally. Yeah. 
but looking at the ad, Kwanza, I thank God it's Pombe. I don't drink Pombe. So I'm like, <laughs> dodge the bullet there, you know. <laughs> you cannot be associated yeah, with it. Yeah, I can't be associated with it. Uh-huh. And get some space. Is it vodka? Yeah, it's, vodka. It's, it's, I don't know. Is it, is it Grey Goose or something? It's it, a vodka. I yeah, think. yeah, cool. It's like, yeah, dodge the bullet, my guy. So if you're a fan of that drink, like you have a lot of explaining to do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a video to what's going on with your company? like bro that kind of thing but for the most part me I was like yeah as long as I don't remember this I'm okay <laughs> you know or Adam and Peter can design it's uh, Belvedere vodka yeah yeah you 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 Peter bro and him and Peter and he like we shoot the show yeah go I just remember cringing mm-hmm. watching laughing yeah. cringing <laughs> and saying never again <laughs> so what has been like a most memorable thing that you have seen this year for you uh, like something that you always go back to and reflect might be a moment might be something that you did a project or anything oh it's it's a project but but I don't think I can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say it in hints. I mean, you understand the project, yeah. but, uh, the Maasai thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I showed a few people the Maasai thing and the the way they responded to it, it was like, yo. Yeah. It was kind of interesting because I was experimenting yeah. with certain stuff when making that uh, project. Yeah. And to see Kwambai kind of like worked, you know, mm-hmm. because I was kind of like, hmm, will this, will this really give the impact that I was looking for? Because, you know, at the time that I was working on the project, I didn't have any audio. Yeah. So in my mind, I was thinking, can I make a project in which audio in Ezeka and it mm-hmm. makes and enhances the, the animation, but also mm-hmm. a picture, there is no audio. Yeah. And this is like the final product, mm. but it still make the animation look good, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So far, I can say it was kind of a success because for the most of for most of the people who I showed it to, yeah, they didn't really mention audio as the first thing. Yeah, like they didn't go like audio uh, equabi. Yes, no, yes, you know, yes. Like they just watched and they were like, "Yo." And that was kind of my goal in a way, Kwamba. Like in case worst case scenario happens, there's no audio in this project. Yeah. Like, you know, like... Um, fresh. Yeah, fresh, fresh, yeah. And that really was like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I really love that project. Yeah. But I think the thing that I love... It, did you release Katoto-chan this year or last year? Yeah, that's the thing. I think I released Katoto-chan this year. Wait, you know, thinking about it, I think I only <laughs> released one episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. When are we getting the next one? Ah, bro, 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 bro. Radio Kwanzaa, I realized one thing. Yeah. I thought I made three episodes. Mm-hmm. Nazimebaki two. Okay. Kumbe, in total, I've made like four episodes of Katoto Chan. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, so yeah. it's one to go. Yeah, so that moja definitely next year in Atoka. All right. But I remember. But for the Toka Monzoni of this year, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's the one where I started um, uh, experimenting with like audio yeah, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, that was a very deep project, by the way. The yeah. audio of it was like top <laughs> You know, like audio was one thing that I tried to be the focus of the episode. Like every Katoto Chan episode is 
an experimentation or it's kind of like an exam of how I've understood the animation process. Yeah. Because the first one was short. Yeah. So the first one was focused on how fast can I animate and how fast can I put in, like how, how can I make a short animation mm-hmm. in a short period of time yeah. that just goes straight to the point with all the necessary details. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the work of the first one. Yeah. The second one was to explore the same concept of the first one. Yeah. But to add in a few more details. Yeah. And uh, maybe focus more on making it humorous. Okay. The third one was experimenting in backgrounds. Oh, right. How do I use backgrounds? Where do I apply textures? What does it look like? And then the fourth one also was about Nani, sound design. So that's why it had that kind of horror element to it because I know a lot of horror movies, one of their, they're like, um, I don't even know what to call it. Gini, same golden gooses. No, but that, that, that doesn't make sense. But one of the key things about horror movies that I normally love is sound design. Sound design is on point because sound design is part of the horror experience. Yeah. Like if you watch a horror movie without sound, I don't think it will be that scary. Mm. But when you watch a horror movie or you just listen to the audio of a horror movie without visuals. Yeah you could probably shit yourself at night, you know, <laughs> because the sound, the atmosphere, the tension from yeah. the, the sound, you know, yeah. like that itself is creepy as hell. Yeah. So I think working on that project kind of helped me understand how sound design works. Now there's a current project I'm working on, yeah. which I can't talk about, yeah. but that combines everything that I've learned from Katoto-chan. Yeah. And I've put it into one project. Yeah. Or any... When it comes out, you'll kind of get the gist of what I was talking about. Like yeah, yeah. Evil. There was this project that was supposed to be based on a very night kind of landscape. Night landscape? Yes, like it was like supposed to be taking place at night. Mm. There was this like shop, a certain thing like person fighting, da da da. That's the project. Blah, oh, blah. that's the project. All right, all right, all right. All right, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. I have had a very mm. interesting uh, time, you know, on the podcast mostly. Mm. Uh, one of those will be uh, getting to connect with MJ for what we do every week. Uh, that is called like the MJ edition. So mm. we talk about like African music. MJ is a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to like African music, like very crazy amount of gems and all that. Mm. So we did that. We, initially, it was just like an idea, you know, like let's find something to do together, you know, because mm. you review music, I review music. We talk, we talk a lot about music and all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, can we do a podcast about it or a segment, just 30 minutes, da, da, da. And then it happened. You know, we did it. We talked about music. It vibes. So it was really like this beautiful, you know, merging and, you know, getting to hear from him is always like a, a pleasure. Uh, right. And then uh, getting the guests in the podcast, you know, from the first guest that I did with Warda to you, to Elias, mm-hmm. to Kusiluka, who is like my latest guest. Um, and there's one guest that uh, the episode is yet to be approved, you know. I'm now doing like high level stuff. Oh, yo, 
be <laughs> that have to be like first approved and then you know uh they can go on air mm. so it has been a very nice learning curve you know um i remember like in the first place uh when i was like starting the podcast again it was like the same thing uh when can i get my next guest and i wouldn't be sure of that mm. by you know like somebody will come somebody will, might not come and this has been like the questions that people ask me a lot of time like why do you like just talk about stuff on your own da 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 da, da. it's somehow very difficult to get someone to co-host with and you know getting to collide um your timetables mm. um especially if you want to meet face to face yeah you know it becomes a little bit very hard because I'll, everyone is working on a different thing at every time Mm. and sometimes it might be you know it needs a little bit more time to get used to a person and you know like for that particular person to commit you know like oh we can do something together mm. because i think some many podcasts that have like a co-host it becomes very hard um if for example they go past uh that phase where they can have like they can have those like constant meeting to create content together mm. then that becomes easier going uh forward but when you you are not sure and not necessarily just sure because the person doesn't want to come but because they also have other um uh commitments it becomes very very hard so that also is an issue but you know like there was many memorable memories you know um there's a episode that we did with Premi who is a very young driven uh guy yeah, you yeah. know he does his thing and you know I just like approached him and you know asked him if we can do um a podcast episode and he said oh, yes we can do it and we ended up doing uh this like close to two hours um thing and it was a very interesting conversation you know we got to talk about his brand uh how he approaches stuff how he started you know and even how he's surviving you know because some other things will be like are you crazy to think that you're going to be doing an apparel thing in Tanzania and for it to work you know it is this unconventional uh, path that he has chosen and it is working for him uh, and he has uh, fans you know his gang his members you know like people that buy from him his friends his peers you know that support him and they really like listen to the podcast you know it is one of my highest if not the highest I listened to podcast to date and mm. I think that it was because of um the circle that he has he's a very young person doing amazing stuff so that was like a highlight you know it was a very beautiful um podcast as well I think when I, when I I look at it all you know a lot of like episodes are like my favorite I always like go back to them you know listen um and every time I find that I oh, there's something new that this guest talked about that I got to learn from Oh, there's this something uh, that, uh, you know, I got um, the answer to. And then it helps me to, you know, even go further and, uh, you know, see things now in a different light, different perspective, you know. And, uh, you know, just like continuing doing things. And uh, even the feedback that I get from some of the very close people that I'm around currently, like Mr. Kunambi, mm. uh, who has a lot of stuff to say. It's always like, coming from a place that is mostly like about building the podcast mm. you know and how to make it better or work it better uh so it just moves from being about a single person and it being like something that is like you know you're like two people three people 
uh, you know, and maybe before you know it, it becomes a movement. You know, mm. I'm yet to see it becoming a movement, but, uh, you know, I think it starts like that. And uh, with consistency, um, I think I've been able to do some, you know, beautiful stuff. And uh, I'm really looking forward to do even more beautiful stuff, you know, and um, it's crazy. Uh, one one other episode that always stands out for me uh, is the one that I did with Moro King. We got to talk a lot about uh, football. Uh, we talked about Land Rovers. We talked about hip hop and music. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his passion about podcasting. It was just a very beautiful um, podcast. And I think it came at a very right time. Uh, mm. because uh, it was around that same time that he was just coming from doing his own podcast and uh, he had a guest and we had a lot to talk about that one so it will always like be you know if I had to like you know gun in your head choose yeah. what you want to listen to like you know yeah, before you know, yeah it, it will be it is likely going to be that one because of the beauty of it but I always have to go back listen to them and you know sometimes be surprised you know this was something that I did uh, or oh, we talked about this particular thing uh, and so yeah so everyone who is listening to this one if you're listening to um, please just go back to the back catalog of the podcast and uh, listen to it as well and I was like there was this one point that I was measuring I was saying if you listen to uh, 30 minutes mm. one, epi- one episode per day you're going to have um, your whole year uh, if you just listen to one episode per week you're going to listen to every week for a year you're going to have one episode to listen to and that ah, is like enough because there is like 50, there are 50 yes yeah, yeah. Uh, 52 now I think it's going to be 53, 54 mm. you know so you can listen to one episode every week every week and that is going to be it so maybe I think I'm, I want to reach at a point where I'm, I'm averaging like maybe three episodes a week for, the, for, for a year as we progress Mm. And, you know, that is going to take a little bit more work and, uh, yeah, and more response and more creative ways of making it work. So pretty much like building uh, the podcast, you know, editing, coming up with topics, finding new ways to work, receiving like feedback. You know, it has been a nice ride and, uh, you know, it really like teaches me a lot and I can't wait to have like the conversations because the one thing that I've learned is... You know, it doesn't end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> after every recording that you do, mm. or that I do, um, it is an opening to another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and you can't say like, oh, I really did a very amazing interview with Charles mm. and I'm going to like rest here. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, like you have to remember that tomorrow there is another one coming. Oh, you have to do another episode of this uh, coming. You have to find another interesting person to talk about certain things. So it is like always, there's like no rest, if that makes sense. No rest for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Every time your mind is, you know, working around, you know, how can I better myself in this? How can I have more relaxing conversation with people? you know, getting guests that are going to be more interesting to the listener as well. So yeah, it is, it keeps you, it keeps me on my feet. Um, and, you know, constantly thinking about things in that way. So yeah, that's been quite interesting. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. 
it's been quite interesting so what else what else what else what else um now that we are going to go to a new year which is something that people say you know it's just a change of a number <laughs> what does the new year mean to you new year yeah uh, honestly it's not much really yeah. it's more like just a continuation mm-hmm. i would say it's uh for the most part it it's more um opportunities yeah to be better to learn more mm. you know to grow yeah and appreciate life yeah to make mistakes and learn from them in a way yeah uh and also an opportunity to try not to be too much of a <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah uh, too like, much of a prick yeah of a, exactly of a prick yeah, yeah. The, also it's like the the thing i'll reference we talked earlier though uh what our quipo we were talking about this, but just respecting people man i mean Yeah. You, you, you don't really have to be a prick like <laughs> if a person does shit you don't like like dude just chill out yeah have a conversation mm. if they're not getting through yeah uh, do that thing that the the guy did um was it the saint he, he said kwamba wipe your feet and and Go bounce hey, 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 hey. like like let's not take it too personal my guy let's let's not put feelings involved like yeah Let's just be good to one another. <laughs> I mean, it's really for free, you know, if you really think about it. It's it's not too much of a hard effort. Yeah. Yeah, just treat people with respect. If if come if there's a person you don't vibe with, mm. I'm a VIP nini, just mm. Yeah, like don't force it. Yeah. If there's people you vibe with like in their acting sus, mm. Hey, just tell them like, "Yo, my guy, vibe with you <laughs> like ini." What's not happening? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hey, because this thing of holding resentment then lashing out and shit. I I don't know, man. Me just find it like it's lame. Yeah. It's very lame like it's like boo, you're lame. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. man, but but to be honest, bro, like a new year's just a <clears throat> an opportunity to to be better, get better. Yeah. And also to treat people with respect and learn stuff, you know. Yeah. Make mistakes as well, because I I think we also need to consider the fact that we're going to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Some of them will be grave, some not so much. Yeah. But appreciating to the progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically it, to be honest. Any advice to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to the thing I said last time about not being that advice guy. Yeah. Uh but I'll just share my thoughts Kwamba. Yeah. Yeah, just don't be a prick. Okay. Like um learn to live with people and don't be a prick. All right. What else are we going to finish? With? I'm just trying to find a very very nice way of going into the new year. So like <laughs> you know like when, when when like everyone is like posting that new year new me kind of vibe hey. you get it like <laughs> so like what what makes it like new year new me like kind of thing are you interested by i mean like are you hyped for the new movie that um Christopher Nolan is directing oh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer Oppenheimer yeah 
I say, uh, trailer imetoka fus nimesahau kuangalia. I don't know what preoccupied it's like because you know for me for certain movies by yeah. certain directors. Kwa mm-hmm. trailer ikitoka na jaribu kuwa na download trailer in 1080p. All right. Afu naangalia taratibu. <laughs> you don't want to miss a beat you don't to be that guy who goes like mbona trailer ijaonyesha unajiele okay yeah cool. until i watched that trailer but so far i mean it's christopher nolan to yeah. be honest he's one of those directors who i i respect i know a lot of people don't like um some of his movies especially uh, tenant a lot of people said tenant was a flop Yeah. Congo Tenant was like one of the best movies I've ever watched. But mm-hmm. again, we we're, were different. Yeah. Did you understand it? Tenant. Yeah. I think I did. Okay. I mean <laughs> because a lot of people uh mind uh whatever happened with Christopher yeah, Nolan yeah, yeah, yeah. was because they couldn't really figure out what the movie was all about. Yeah. You know there was this misery surrounding it, you know, you're like secrecy, you know why I any, mean, you know you have to be like with high IQ to understand the movie, yeah. da, 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 you know. Yeah, like, I mean personally the the way I watched the movie, the way I kind of understood it and then I watched I think a few videos where some guys explained their theories of how they understood it. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah. I wouldn't say like I can s- Like I, I can like summarize and describe everything like in a way that makes sense. No, but yeah. I just remember after watching it, mm. I appreciated it, and for how I understood it, I understood it. Yeah, you know, Oppenheimer. I don't know. I haven't watched the trailer, so I don't really know the tone or how it's going to look like and feel. I know it has like an amazing cast. Yeah. Uh I I like seeing that guy what's his name Cillian Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, yeah that that dude is like picky blinders you know Yeah full, yeah, yeah, yeah I I mean I haven't watched the the final see picky blinders you told the final season Yeah 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 I haven't watched the final season because see the real life actress Ali Fariki Yes Antipoli Echo already that threw me off the bus mm. like I I can't imagine picky blinders without Antipoli I don't know why yeah. I don't even know if she's in it I think she is see she she died before filming Yeah 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 so she was not like they just had to find a way to get her off screen yeah get her off ah that sucks man i mean but they really did a very wonderful job oh. of like tying the story the together yes tying the story together several society a lot of time has passed and i haven't watched it i think i might be lost if i watch the final season because it's been a while it's really yeah, been a while yeah yeah you know that's the thing yeah go you 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 shall talk what are you more excited for in 2023 Uh, 2023 in terms of movies i think kuna these spider verse yeah miles yeah zingine i don't really know labda mpaka niangalie the list but these days i'm not too hyped for movies i think i'm starting to lose my yeah everything uh, else like are we going to see a charles lupali directed um short film Oh yeah 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 yeah. Ile nani ile projected ile which which cannot be named. Yeah ile inatoka bro probably I can't say when yeah. because um currently I'm like 40% complete. Okay. 
So it, they, there's still work to do. Yeah, they are. They they still turn a lot of uh, your bro animation <laughs> Mzigo Amiba. You've heard it first from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's still a lot. There's still a lot. Um, I'm looking forward to that because the momentum that I'm getting from this project is giving me more momentum to do another project. Yeah. And that other project is exciting me. So the more I am excited for the other project, the more I want to do this current project. Mm. So we had like relationship cycle. Me and I don't even understand how that works, <laughs> but it works. So I'm just running with it. Yeah. But for the most part, I think uh, vaguely I'm just like excited. Let's see how things go. Yeah. Uh, personally, just making some few plans and adjustments here and there. Yeah seeing how everything plans out yeah but yeah i mean uh hopefully e2023 haita kwa a bad year or a weird year it will probably be weird that's that's for sure that's for certain kabisa yeah it's going to be weird but <laughs> i hope it's not the type of weird that bad you weird. know yeah the bad weird the one that breaks your human spirit you know yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the one that makes you lose faith in humanity nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, but yeah. let it just be that weird type where you just see something yeah. you cringe you laugh you cringe and then you move on yeah yeah So this brings us to the very end because those are the words of the wise man, you know, <laughs> the animator, Charles Lupali. So if you follow all that that he has said, you know, we wish that the year doesn't become this weird bird that kills your spirit. Uh, so uh, that is like the highest point of this particular podcast. And today's episode is sponsored by Charles Lupali himself because <laughs> I really wanted to do uh, one that, uh, you know, just ties up the year. Mm. Uh, funny enough, nobody sent questions, which I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad yeah. uh, that nobody <laughs> sent questions because it's always very, very hard to answer questions when you are the person who is used to asking questions. Hey. But um, thank you very much for always uh, listening to the podcast. If you have been listening to from day one, Or even if you are discovering this one for the first time. So this is like the 30 Minutes with Mark, more than 30 edition. You know, there are these conversations that cannot just fit into 30 seconds. And uh, we just listen to, I mean, we just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Until like maybe the two hours minutes, that is like when we start like stopping down. And uh, that has been like today, today's conversation. Uh, I wish you a very wonderful new year. And at the end of 2022, I hope by the time you're listening to this, it's not like the new year 2023, but even if you're listening to it, then uh, I wish you well, I wish you success. And as Charles said, I hope that the year doesn't crash your soul. I was your host, Mark Gautinier, and that today I was joined by my big, very, very, very good friend, uh, an animator and artist, Charles Lupali. So wishing you a very, very wonderful new year from us. Peace. Bye-bye. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to Nasty Nate's uh, SoundCloud uh, account because he releases some very, very dope mixes. That is um, that is Fungua Kinyua and everything else. He's a very, very dope DJ. That is Nasty Nate Easy for you. So check out Nasty Nate on SoundCloud and you're going to be enjoying a lot of wonderful mixes. Bye-bye.